All right, here we go. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? You are now tuned into the So Dope Podcast, and I'm your host, Alex Chadwick. And today I have a special, special treat. We haven't covered this on my show in, I think, never. We never talked about this. Uh, I haven't podcasted in a while, so I'm getting back into the groove of things. But I thought uh, coming back onto the scene, I would bring in a very special guest, something that is entirely needed for what we are dealing with today and beyond. And um, today I have a, a young man, a bright young man. Um, I can probably say a million words about my boy. Uh, I'll let him tell more about himself. But today I have a very interesting guest um, who's a herbal pathologist. Okay. And, and if you don't know what that is, he's going to explain, he's going to break the game down to you. But his name, he's an herbal pathologist and his name is Jay Allen Senior. And we have him here on the show today. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Jake? What's going on, my man? What's going on? Nothing but health. That's it. Man, I'm good, man. I'm I'm out here. I'm I'm thugging it. I'm looking at your background. You got the cityscapes. You got the tie on. You got the uh, what they call that? You got the vest on. I'm sitting here. I'm I'm I don't know what what I'm doing. I got a t-shirt on. I ain't washing my face. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out what's good. Come on, man. This is good. This is good. We still connecting. Yeah, for uh, sure. We still connecting. It's all about uh, what I would always say is image my awareness. This image, as far as my way, is vision. This is what I saw uh, once I discovered who I really was in purpose. And then we're going from ambition to definitely purpose itself. And then the purpose, man, a purpose without, I mean, it's like faith. You don't have faith, you don't have life. Mm -hmm. So again, you gotta ask the worst thing that we can do. Uh, well, a lot of people look at death um, is the worst thing and foremost, uh, death is the worst. But the worst thing that we can actually do um, is to live without purpose because for you sure. got to be accountable for yourself every day. You see what I mean? For sure. Everything, yeah. everything that's actually inside of us, it's inherited and it's actually through creation itself. So life without purpose, life without purpose. And you'll always hear me talk about and speak on purpose because purpose is actually giving you that direct destiny. The reason that you were created, what it is that you were born to do, what it is that you actually give off to those that actually need what it is that God has put inside of you to give. You see Absolutely. what I'm saying? Oh, oh, I'm, you know, you know, when you start talking that I, I I'm attentive, man. I'm paying extreme and close attention to what you're saying, brother. There's no doubt about that. So what about, um, you know, I mentioned, I, I told the audience that you are a herbal pathologist. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me, tell the audience, tell my audience, you know, what, what, what the hell is an herbal pathologist? What, 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 what you do, man? What's that about? So herbal pathology, we look at, uh, well, what I did was, this is another, um, from the vision itself, but the, once that Holy Spirit begins to guide you and to put you in the right place, it may not seem right. And when I say right, uh, going into the norm or the concepts of the world itself, <clears throat> you know? Um, so one can say um, herbologists or one can say that uh, I study uh, herbology um, but for me, it was just, let me take this into what I know for myself to do, you know? And again, that always goes back to discovering yourself. So herbal pathology, and that's the reason I named the company, uh, herbal Genesis itself, going back to the beginning, beginning into creation. Right, right, right. So herbal, right. definitely going into healing of the nation itself, right? So herbal pathology. So now we're definitely knowing, we're knowing the tree of good and evil itself. 
Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now the pathologist, this is where definitely the disease actually comes into play. So if I'm actually going to look at the disease, so I want to go to something that we can relate to, but herbal pathology or herbal pathologist. So when you put it together, it still puts me in a place of nativity and nature. Mm-hmm. See what For I mean? sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I like That's the I like the genesis concept. From That's where we come from. Yeah. I like the Genesis concept going back to where we started from. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's, you know, a lot of times, you know, that's a real spiritual concept too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like for us to think about that in that way, like we really got to think about like, where did you come from? Like, what are you composed of? Right. Cool. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to let you expound on that. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I'll let the doctor talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But when we talk about where we came from and what we're composed of, can you kind of talk a little bit about, um, us as human beings and how we're composed. This is important for this particular uh, uh, interview that we're doing because, you know, like you said, Genesis starting from the beginning. What are we composed of as humans that kind of dictate our, um, I guess you could say, our health journey to today? So kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what are we composed of? Why is that important to know why, what we are composed of? It's, it's real important because everything that we deal with today is based, it's based off of a, of a culture. It's based off of what was created uh, through philosophy. What was created through philosophy that I think that's beneficial for the body to actually keep the body going. But one has actually forgotten about first thing first, before we can actually create anything to put anything artificial or inorganic within a system, we have to go back to spirit itself. Mm-hmm. And the spirit mm-hmm. was spirit before anything. Mm-hmm. So what created me in his likeness and his image. That's what's been forgotten about. So mm-hmm. that is spirit first and foremost. And then once we're looking at the spirit itself, this is actually where the inheritance comes from, what's inherently inside of you. Mm-hmm. Because regardless of what you do, the Holy Spirit will actually guide you when you're actually going to a righteous manner, mm-hmm. a righteous walk. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So once we go to spirit and understanding that it's spirit, the first thing first, and then we got to understand too, where else do we actually come from? I actually come from Abba. That's actually God himself, the Father itself. So dynamic in this sense, right? So Absolutely. we can create that man in this image. That's the first, the first, that's Adam. And for those that are actually watching and listening, of course, Adam, we're talking about dark earth, the meaning of it, dark mm-hmm. earth. So when you understand dark earth, then you actually have to look at the earth itself too, how the man is actually composed. When the description of man itself is in the bible right the hair the skin tone we're looking at dark earth itself that's all mineral components because the earth is nothing but comprised of straight minerals minerals and matter minerals and matter so nothing that's in the form of an oxide nothing that's in the form of um directly to the point an oxide form Mm -hmm. right that's something that actually has to be created, but you're trying to make something compatible to what God already basically placed into the body. Mm, mm. Make it compatible because number one, it may you may make it or construct it to absorb within the cells, but it'll never actually become spiritually accepted. Right. You see what right. I mean? Right. Right. If it doesn't become spiritually accepted. What's going to happen? The body's going to reject it. Mm-hmm. Break down. Reject it. Right. And when the body begins to reject it, then it actually expels itself. It expels itself. But once it holds on to you. Right. And we can actually make certain things that actually will hold on to you. And they like to hold on to the system itself. And then that was holding on to you. It begins to alter your behavior. 
Mm. Now you're acting in a different form because something that's within the system is not actually assimilating. You hear me talk about assimilation a lot. Assimilation is just everything that comes into the system, it has to become one with you. And if right. it become one with you, then it's not actually a part of this system itself, right? And you, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off. Yeah, you mentioned, I think, I don't know if I texted you this, but the last time we talked, you know, you mentioned something. I was telling my wife about this, that I was like, as simple as it was, it was profound for me because I needed to hear this, right? You said, um, you know, if that thing, the same concept you were talking about, if this thing that you've put into your body does not become one with your body, it's going to become something else. Right. And I was like, man, like I understand, you know, like if somebody would just say that out loud or something, I probably wouldn't pay no attention to it. But when you said it, I was like, that makes so much sense, bro. Especially with what you're saying right now. I was like, if you put this thing in your body and it doesn't become one with your body, it Mm -hmm. has to become something else now in your body. And it equates to disease, right? Everything else that is not supposed that's like so profound. The mathematics is there, man. So I appreciate you breaking that down, bro. I'm sorry to cut y'all, but that was just like right, that was a profound moment for me when we talk. I was like, dang, like I'm putting all this stuff in my body and, and I got some issues. I'm putting all this stuff in my body and it's it doesn't belong there spiritually to begin with, right? So if it ain't of me, then it's gonna be something else, something foreign, something destructive, and it's gonna create and it's gonna, like you say, it's gonna cause me to assimilate to it exactly and my behavior that's what you're saying right i'll try to but think about how dynamic the body is it can never convert into anything that's inorganic that's not of it so let's say we look at um just to just take insulin for instance let's Mm -hmm. just take insulin for instance we know insulin uh is definitely an uh, a hormone but at the same time it's an inorganic factor it's an inorganic form right right that particular part of a hormone wasn't produced by the pancreas itself. So if it's not produced by the pancreas, I'm actually taking something that someone has actually created, trying to come into the system, but it's only a deviation, right? right. It's a deviation and just a derivative of that normalcy, that nativity form of the hormone. But we actually not looking at the hormone itself. We got to look at the pancreas. Right. Because there's a cell that actually gives the pancreas life itself. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. life is actually within that cell. But once we consume certain forms, even that, uh, even that insulin itself is acidic. So regardless of how you take it, what's going to happen is going to actually break down the mucous membrane. Even in its, even in its natural form? Even in its natural form itself. The, the natural form of what's created or from what the natural form from what's within the body because it's actually not being released. Gotcha. You know I mean? So you're looking at giving me insulin when at the same time, herbal pathology, I'm looking at addressing the cells of the pancreas. The root cause. Cleanse around the cells of the pancreas. Once I cleanse the cells of the pancreas, because remember, the cell is actually where life is. Mm-hmm. The cell is actually where life is. So if I'm iron deficient, I need to feed the cells of the blood. Once I feed the cells of the blood, that's when we strengthen the blood. And once we strengthen the blood, now there's actually more red blood cell production. Now we can definitely deal with any disease once the blood is actually strong. Because once the blood becomes strong, not only am I increasing the vitality of red blood cells, but I'm also going into the white blood cell production as well, too. And this is where we talk about leukocytes. You see what I mean? Mm. 
What's Thank that? You. What is you? You can't be using all these uh, <laughs> uh, uh, four or five syllable words. You got to break it down to me because I'm I'm learning just like everybody else that's probably listening or watching this broadcast. <laughs> so we talk about the, we talk about the blood. You're talking about uh, I go to a disease that's actually leukemia itself. But leukemia, we definitely know that that is that is a a disease within the blood, pretty much just one. Um, and you're talking about uh, blood, which is actually going to cancer within the blood, right? All right, so we're actually going to increase in the vitality because it's just letting me know that the blood is actually weak or we can actually say sickle cell, sickle cell alone itself too. Let's go right back to the mucus. This is where actually the cells, the red blood cells have actually been broken and now there is mucus that's actually seeping within the cell itself. And once that mucus actually seeps within the cell and it definitely stays within the cell, then we actually have a diseased cell, right? Mm -hmm. so leukemia, we can actually go to uh, just a simple form of anemia itself, just mm -hmm. anemia itself. And this is just definitely not even receiving enough iron alone, right. right? And so we do know that the blood is life or death. Without the blood, there's nothing. Right. Nothing. This is your lifeline mm -hmm. alone, mm -hmm. you, right? So that's why I always, I always would issue our blood purification because we know that once the blood becomes, um, it's so polluted, once it gets polluted, impurities within the blood alone itself too, mm -hmm. we can actually look at a uh, hypertension as well, okay. right? If the blood is dehydrated, of course, there's a lack of water within the blood too. We look at salt, right? Salt will actually dehydrate the blood too because it pulls, it pulls water from, from, uh, from the blood as well, dehydrate the blood. Now we have a lack of blood flow. And once it actually dehydrates the blood, then of course we have arteries that will actually become stiff, right? We have veins, veins that actually have a lack of moisture within the tissue itself. Mm -hmm. And what actually happens is, you know, your arteries will definitely become stiff and there's a lack of blood flow. You see what I mean? Right, right. So we actually have, um, we have sections within the body, sections within the organs where there is a proper amount of blood flow that actually should flow through at a proper amount of adequacy. Right? right. And so the body is so dynamic. If that blood is actually flowing at a certain rate and it's not flowing as it should, according to the body and its standards and its makeup, then what's going to happen is the body will actually produce a chemical itself to actually increase that flow. But once it actually increased that flow, here it is, it's another offset. Same mm -hmm. as dealing with the kidneys and it'll actually increase pressure as well too, because it's trying to regulate itself. Right. So what about... So, you know, and, you know, for the ghosts to get it, what can, you know, people that are listening to this, um, to this podcast, um, do every day to, uh, uh, detox or, or cleanse their blood, like just a layman person, you know, every day, what, what can they do to help cleanse their blood? Well, we definitely have specific foods and we can go to a specific herb, a specific herb that's, uh, that's definitely accessible. We can look at a burdock root. Uh, burdock root in its specifics itself is a real good blood purifier. Okay. You can actually consume uh, the root itself. You can eat the root. Um, or you can pretty much, you can make a tea out of the root itself. Burdock root is real good. And I always go to the, uh, I always mention the burdock root because you can actually find it, it's accessible. You can go to uh, dandelion root. That's actually mm -hmm. another good, uh, good root. Oh, that's uh, good. That's good for, for blood? For the blood as well too. Oh, yeah. I, did, I didn't know that. For the blood as well. It is a diuretic too. I do know that. That's why I kind of stay away from it a little bit, but I didn't know it, it cleansed the blood as well. 
course, of course, it's real good for the blood. And then it all it also goes to to how you're actually utilizing the herb itself. So think about it. Everything that we consume, everything that we consume, we definitely need to purify it, of course. Right. So we're actually looking at two sections of the body itself. We're looking at the brain. Think about that electrical component. Mm-hmm. That's where your impulses come in. That brain is actually going to send electrical impulses and actually communicate with the body. That's another thing that we definitely we don't look at. We don't hear this information coming from a physician itself. We look absolutely, at- absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> at all. That communication. So everything that comes into the system is kind of like this. You know, you you put in everything that you want that computer to do or you want your phone to do. We put it in. We have to put it in so it can actually properly function. But just like that herb, just like that food, that food already, let's say if it's uh, an acidic food, it's already coming into the system to do a specific, uh, to, to do a specific deed itself, right? And that's number one, being that it's acidic, it's just gonna alter that behavior. You already know if it's a specific drug, what that specific drug is actually gonna do. If I consume alcohol, you already know what that specific right. wanna do, right? right. Right. Absolutely. See, you know, certain drugs, certain certain drugs, they're actually going to speed me up. Certain drugs, they're going to actually slow me down. So you mm-hmm. already know. So think about your food in that manner. Think about your food in that manner. Think about uh, taking an herb in that manner. So if I wanted to definitely purify the blood itself, then I actually would go to this specific blood. But if I'm actually dealing with, uh, let's say, diabetes as well too. This is where you definitely want to go to a burdock root as well, too, because it's accompanied by uh, insulin or inulin mm-hmm. naturally. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I'm definitely dealing with issues to why I need that diuretic. I can go right there also <clears throat> to, to that uh, dandelion root as well. Okay. And this is where you have to really break down and know the specifics of the herb, but definitely know who you're working with, mm-hmm. what it is that you're dealing with, because you never want to give a person uh, something that won't benefit them, right? You can actually have someone that's uh, that's anemic, and you know for sure I may have five or six different herbs that are high in iron. But at the same time, if it's other on other components or other parts of the body that definitely needs to be addressed, you need to address that along with blood purification. This actually gives the brain a form to communicate with the entire system itself, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. This is, uh, this is all great stuff because, um, I know, uh, you know, for me, I've struggled, uh, over the years with health and, um, you know, I have a sugar addiction, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. people that's listening to this, they go there, but I am a sugar addict. You know, I I've worked with people that have been addicted to, you know, hard drugs, methamphetamine, heroin and stuff like that. And I still see my behavior, I mean, of course, I ain't out stealing stuff and doing crazy stuff with some things. But even though I don't have the same acute health issues from a methamphetamine or heroin, my brain and my behavior is pretty much the same as an addict. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so I I know that people are listening right now that are uh, they may not admit it, but they are addicted uh, to this consumption of um, sugar. It's like we can't get out of it anywhere. Um, and I want you to kind of talk to the audience a little bit about, you know, one, the effects of sugar and what is sugar and, uh, you know, how can we, uh, do better with, um, kind of ridding our body of the, the, the cravings for it and wanting it so much. The cravings of it, uh, knowing that the glucose already within the system itself, 
when we're looking at the brain, uh, glucose on the brain. This is where one would talk about a carbohydrate. But understand too, we're talking about uh, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. This is actually what makes up that one, that one uh, sugar component already within the body itself. So you actually look at life, look at life. Um, that compound, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen itself, that's life too. We look at the blood, that's life or death, but also too, that's the composing factor, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, the CHO chain, right? Of what the uh, Asians will call it, the CHO chain. And you're talking about a simple sugar, that simple sugar on the brain itself. But now here it is, if I actually make, if I make, right, another form, a derivative of, let's say, dextrose or sucralose, mm -hmm. this is actually taking a positive energy that actually spins to the right, and it actually now is spinning to the left. Oh, man, that's why I'm so tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm tired. Yeah, so we're looking at artificial sweetness themselves. And not to actually get off the subject, but I want a lot of people to re realize and recognize this, that when you're de dealing with artificial sweetness, you're actually dealing with an energy that actually spins counterclockwise. Clockwise. Mm -hmm. This is why that, that sucralose, of course, is actually hit with pesticides, or one would call a roach spray, but it's actually hit with pesticide as well. So when you actually hit it, this comes into the body. And again, mm. you know, natural energy spins to the right, but this negative energy actually spins to the left, mm. right? And so once it actually spins to the left, it's still causing you to actually have a deregulation within the brain itself, because that concentrated form of sugar actually affects the brain, the right. hypothalamus gland, the right. hypothalamus, it actually affects the brain. So actually, if it affects that midpoint, that hypothalamus within the brain itself too, this is where your cravings come from, from the sugar, because it's giving you a false sense of craving. Mm -hmm. You can consume anything throughout the day. The moment you consume that sugar, you only want sugar there afterwards. Right. Sometimes, <laughs> some will actually get to the point to where they actually become dehydrated. They can feel it on the tongue. They can feel mm -hmm. it in the itself too. That's because that sugar is a dehydrated food. And that dehydrated food itself too, going back to pulling moisture out the nerves, pulling moisture out of the tissue, right? right? So when right. it pulls moisture out, all it's doing is just dehydrating the body itself. Whether it's high fructose corn syrup, that actually increases high blood pressure as well. I always give this and when we look at uh, sugar cane and being where we come from, we come from the cane country. So when yeah, we look for sure. sugar cane, we know how that cane is actually grown, right? It's coming mm -hmm. directly from the ground itself. And it's saying it's stuck, right? Yep. Once you actually take that sugar cane and you bring it to the processing center and that sugar cane is processed, what's left from that processed sugar cane is just white granules. Right. White granules is dehydrated form. Mm -hmm. But think about your system itself. When you consume food, you consume a banana. Once your body processes and break that banana down, I've pulled all the nutrients out of that banana, a bureau banana, shall I say, would be specific right. foods. Right. So I actually pulled all the minerals that I need out of that banana. I pulled all the fiber out of that banana. Your body has actually taken in, uh, once absorbed by the cells, but spiritually accepted because it's the proper banana to actually ingest, right. the banana or the baby banana. Once everything is ingested within the system, what actually happens? Something comes out of the drought. That's the waste consumption. Mm -hmm. Think about that sugar. I've actually taken that plant 
I'm taking that plant to the processing factory. Once the, once the processing factory processes that plant, what do I have left that's, that's coming from that sugar? This is what we get addicted to because what we get addicted to is actually the manure from that plant. Mm. The, bu- the bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> so the processing center has actually taken away all the fiber, all the water, all the minerals that's actually within that plant. And even though we talk about the sugar cane itself, we're talking about glycerinic acid, which will actually do harm into the system. Into the system. But at the same time, I utilize that because, you know, you can relate to it. Sugar cane itself, how the sugar cane is actually grown. Once we take it to the processing center, and we're thinking that we're actually getting something that's real good, which is actually the sugar that's coming from it. But all it is, is just the, basically the manure from the actual sugar cane itself. Gotcha. Hydrated. So think about what happens once I ingest the sugar itself. Once I ingest that sugar, and remember you mentioned earlier about something actually is trying to convert into the body itself if it's not becoming one with it. Right. Increases the uh, blood glucose levels, increases Mm -hmm. A1Cs, dehydrates the system itself. Diabetes, type one, type two, right? Regardless of what age it is, you see what I'm saying? And also too, we're talking about glycerinic acid also affects the brain. This is what happens with that sugar component itself. So if I have natural glucose and we talk about a carbohydrate, natural carbohydrate, we can definitely get that from a natural alkalizing fruit, which won't cause inflammation within the body, which won't cause a conversion into another chemical component that I actually break the system down and dehydrate it, right? So what happens is it definitely burns in a negative factor. And when it burns in a negative factor, it's not becoming one with the glucose that's already within the system. And this is the behavior itself and causes uh, an anatomical amount of uh, disease within us. Yeah, a lot of disease. Real quick, you got any music on back there? I hear some music. (laughs) You hear a lot? Oh, let me turn it down. Oh, I can hear hear you playing, but it's all good. Um, But yeah, you know, we look at uh, disease um, in Mm -hmm. in the body and how it, you know, how it forms. and, And usually it's like, you know, when I think about disease, I think about a volcano, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's happening below the earth's surface is, you know, far more dynamic right. what's happening, right? So when you see the tip of the mountain, all you've seen is literally the tip of the iceberg. Uh, yeah. But I do like that, you know, from, from your perspective and, 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 and how you see things, it's not about the symptoms, it's about what the root problem is, right? Because you're having, you know, if I say, oh, you know, I got diabetes, then we spend a lot of time, especially in our community, managing mm-hmm. symptoms, right? All we want to do is manage the symptoms. So the MD and nothing against the MD, you know, but the truth is they spend more time giving people, um, what's that stuff called? Uh, metformin and all the blood pressure pills, you know, is rampant within our community. So, you know, I think, I think there's a saying that says, you know, our people suffer from lack of knowledge. Right. But I think for me, like we can give people a lot of knowledge, but the same scientific stuff you was talking about, about how the brain. And even for me, as a, you know, we addicted to this stuff, it is extremely hard to get out of those environments, even with the most educations. Right. So it's going, what do you think it's going to take for us? And I'll speak specifically for uh, black and brown communities, because we suffer a lot from malnutrition. We suffer a lot from sugar addiction, um, diabetes, high blood pressure, all this stuff. What do you think, you know, give some tips about, how we can remove ourselves from that um, and kind of become a whole person again, spiritually and physically and mentally. 
Okay. So that's first thing first. What helped me out is I had to be, um, or I had to understand that I can't pray to you and not abide by the principles of life. Mm. So mm. as as concrete as that may sound, I can't get up and pray to you in the morning, but then again, I still have to violate because the mm. penalty in the violation itself. Mm. Regardless of how many times you pray to me, the penalty is in the violation. So if you pray to me in the morning and then you're already dealing with a certain form of addiction, we already know what's going to happen if I consume a specific type of food because that's the root of everything itself. But here it is at 12 o'clock, 5 o'clock, a holiday, any type of eating ritual that comes around, we're going to actually still be conformed with the same problems and the same issues. And right. then if we continue to go forward, they only get worse. They only get worse. Remember, we're dealing with principles. And one thing that you can't do, you can't debate against a principle, right? If I run that stop sign, what's going to happen? If right. I run the red light, what's going to happen? You see what I mean? Right, so right. The principles. And that's why I go to inherited health. Um, and inherited health, uh, understanding that inheritance is within creation itself. That's what's, what's inherit, inherited within the body itself. Only you can give the vitality to death. Death was already created dead. Mm. I say mm -hmm. this a lot. Death was created dead. So that death is actually just waiting. It's yeah, just right. Waiting. It's just waiting for the violation. So when the violation comes, wait, wait, say that again. The death is there. <laughs> yeah. And it's just waiting, waiting for the violation. For the violation. You right. wake it up. You wake it up. You know, we look at when we talk about cancer, um, and this word remission. This word remission um is real big uh, in the cancer world. It's basically uh trying to give a patient some type of relief that there is uh, the cancer is sleep. There's no disease that actually sleeps within an electrical system. This body works 24 seven, 365, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The only time that it definitely shuts down is if you shut it down. Even if you're actually in a point to where it has to revitalize, it will revitalize itself. It's helping you. When you actually see a swelling, inflammation, it's actually helping you, of right. course there's something that's actually going on within the system, but the system is actually trying to find and pull nutrients from other parts of the body. Even when you consume meat itself, we also hear, you hear me talk about the herbs in a phosphate form because phosphate is what the body, is what's within the body itself, right? Mm -hmm. So phosphate is a buffer. So when you consume meat, there's uh, asphyrus, acid, Right. So this is what happens when you consume meat. And I know it's actually going to another form of it, but I really want you to know what's happening when you consume meat and what it actually converts into. If it's not becoming one with you, it converts into something, something else. Something else. Yeah. Right. And this phosphorus is actually trying to buffer out that acid. But when this phosphorus buffers out the acid itself, what actually happens to the calcium in the bones? The calcium in the bones becomes depleted because we're looking at calcium mm -hmm. phosphate. You see what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, yeah. And the bones become depleted and then it actually gets expelled through the kidneys, through urine. So you're losing calcium. Mm -hmm. Now, not only are we definitely dealing with the meat itself, because once the meat is actually ingested, the bacteria in the gut, it actually is not assimilating with the body. So the bacteria in the gut, large intestines, the bacteria will only break it down so that it will just decay. 
Mm. Because it's not becoming one with the system, right. not providing any type of fiber within the system, right, right, mineral within the system. Right. So the bacteria within the gut itself is just going to break it down to decay, and as it's decaying, it converts into what parasites. Ooh, yeah. yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, and then the acidity, the acidic levels also too, it actually begins to affect the blood. High levels right. of acid within the blood itself too actually begins to trigger off gout. Right. You know so that's, I mean? that's interesting you say that, you know, I, I got somebody real close to me that suffers from gout mm-hmm. in worse ways and, you know, they're not taking good care of themselves. But, but, but one thing I want to say out there, even, and I know this, you know, you could probably piggyback on this. Well, first I want to kind of, I want to dial back to something you said when I asked you the question about what can they do? And this is something that resonated with me when the last time we talked, you said this and I kept, I kept telling my wife this too. And you went into it, but you kind of, you went into it, but I want you to go more. But you talked about, I can't pray to you and then violate, right? But the words you said when we talked the last time was obedience, right? Right. It was right. obedience, obey, obedience, obey. And if you and if you had that obedience in the right space, then it works out. And I, I got to admit, there are times where I struggle with that a lot. You know what I mean? Because I can clearly see the, but now, you know, perspective is sometimes everything. But like you say, you can't debate with a principle. And the okay. principle for you to say, look, death is already waiting for the violation. Mm-hmm. Right? I love I love that. You should probably quote that or something in your book. But, uh, you know, death is waiting for the violation. I'm going to start telling people that. Um, but I wanted to make sure we highlight what he's saying is when I ask the question about what can we do? And especially for most of us folks, you know, down from where we from, you know, we, we're we're religious and spiritual folks. Right. So, but that obedience piece is a huge, huge, huge aspect of our way of life. And it's either going to be detriment, it's either going to be negative to our quality of life or it's going to be positive, right? right? Because when we look around and we just got to tell the truth, when we look around in our community, you know, like we go to church every Sunday or whatever, you know, spend time with family, but the gluttony of what we do is mm-hmm. like it's like i think about it sometimes like you know thanksgiving dinner you get that 12 one you eat your plate three o'clock come on you get you another one that game come on at you know seven eight you got to get some more then you got the desserts in between and it's like what are we doing you know why are we so affected by this right um so i just wanted to highlight the obedience piece for the audience because that as simple as it sounds like you say that is the um essentially the cure right the obedience is the cure and i think we all need to work on that uh at the end of the day death is waiting for a violation so good so go ahead go ahead i'm sorry (laughs) no just just uh just to go on that you know basically waiting for the violation itself regardless of um and when you mentioned that it brought me back to tradition so we actually trapped we trapped in tradition that actually has no purpose. Right. At one time it did, because mm-hmm. at one time, this is what was all given to us. This is what was always given to the ancestor to actually feed yourself. Mm-hmm. But we trapped in that tradition. So we've actually took that tradition and we've actually brought it to a place now to where we actually glorify it. Mm. And consume. So sure. we can actually take the waste and we can make the waste taste good. Mm, mm, mm. Lit- literally, 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 like chitlins. Of course, Chit- that's literal waste that we have. Yeah, you're right. Of course. For sure. So we, you know, we we definitely have to. And just for me, 
Um, and every time I do, I, I talk to God, I talk to God and when I'm going through uh, things myself, the only answer that I would get from that Holy Spirit is that's why I chose you. Because mm -hmm. I never look at, because I know where I was and who I was at one time. And at this point, I move forward with that, but it's in the light of just obedience. It's in the light of having to change that mental conversion itself. Mm -hmm. So I want, I can't be a politically correct person, right? And so when right. I actually hear that's why I chose you, that's why I chose you, right? So I won't say, well, I know I'm gonna step on some toes by saying this, so I know I'm gonna do that. This is what actually happened. We just actually trapped into that tradition and a tradition definitely with no purpose. How can we move forward? Right. Because every year we set ourselves up for the ritual. And once we set ourselves up for the ritual, what happens, we increase that vitality of death. Mm. It's actually, it's, it, it tastes good. Mm. How does it actually make me feel? <laughs> yeah, do. feel? You see what I mean? Right. What I'm actually, it's, it's, it's uh, to the eyes, of course, to the nose, of course. How does it actually make me feel? It's appealing. You see what I mean? Right. I set up all type of, uh, all type of ways to draw you in. Right. With the aroma itself. With the aroma, it begins right then and there. Just from the sight, it begins right then and there. Even if I can't see it, I can actually smell it. Right. You know what I mean? And vice versa. So that digestive system is already becoming active along itself, too. And of course, uh, I always say uh, a cheat day is a weekday. So you actually have to be strong in spirit as well. Mm -hmm. This actually goes to to all to all of my um, I'm gonna say religious, right? Understand that that religiosity never actually came with that uh, high fructose corn syrup. Right. It came. <laughs> right. It never came with it. You see what I mean? Because right, right. it's not assimilating with you. Regardless of how you think about it, you can't run away from the principle itself. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how you try to flip a vegan cheese, it's not becoming one with you as well. Right. You see what I mean? Right, right. It's not becoming one it's, with you. I mean, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I, I want to pivot just a little bit just because you just brought it up. And I want to make sure I touch it in the, in, the, in the show here. V is cheese. Can cheese even be vegan? No. It ain't possible, right? Like it, you, have to take, you have regardless of how you uh, look at it, but just think about it in this way. You have to take uh, a chemical component to actually bind it together. Right. You know what I mean? You have to bind it together because you want it to be just as what you're, what you're accustomed to right. or what you're used to. So you want to actually consume something that actually tastes just like the garbage that you've actually been consuming. Right. Happen because what happens with the vegan cheese? I promise you, you actually have may have some rice starch, potato starch, right? And if mm -hmm. I'm diabetic, we already know what type what starch actually does to the glucose levels. It right. increases. You see what I mean? Right. So the fact of the matter that you're actually consuming, you're not consuming what you're used to, but you're actually taking it to a point and you actually put a label on it and actually call it the vegan cheese itself. But at the same time, again, now you just slowly reduces the rate of that death vitality itself. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All sure. we do is look at what becomes one with the body itself, not to actually take nothing away with you, yeah. but just look at what becomes one with the body itself. And also too, you have to ask yourself, is this form electric? Mm -hmm. other right, right. Is, there's a form of electricity, not right. a form of electric electricity, but the body is electric itself. Yeah, 
<laughs> you know, I told, you know, my, my wife was on that. She, she taught me some of the, I didn't, you know, I wasn't really introspective about the body like that, but um, I watched a video, man, of a, a guy, he plugged a light bulb up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had his little, I don't know, little electrical prones coming out of the light bulb. Right. So he put the light bulb in a, a lime and a lemon. Right. And it, it literally put the light bulb on. Right. So what he did was after he put it in the lime and he put it into the um, the lemon, he took the prong, the little prong out and put it into a bowl of sugar water. Right. Man, mm-hmm. the light bulb dimmed down. Of course. To nothing. Of course. Right. And then he would go back and forth. I thought this was such an amazing thing. So I'm glad you brought that up because we need to know that our bodies are electrical. You know, we're a whole program. And that's what I struggle. Like, even though I know all this information and I know I was telling somebody the other day, I said, every time I eat a honey bun or some kind of sugar, I, I like, man, I'm putting my whole nervous system in a car wreck. Like I can feel it. Like I can feel it because I'm foggy brain. Right. Mm -hmm. I ain't feeling good. I'm tired. So all that stuff just adds up, but it seems like I'm just in a, in a, in a new, uh, what you call it? A neurological car wreck. Every time I eat this stuff, I can actually feel that. Right. Um, But because of addiction it's hard to get it out of my system. Right. So I thank you for bringing that up because a lot of people don't think of, you know, ourselves as electrical, but when you really think about it, like, for example, if someone has what cardiac arrest, right. What do Mm -hmm. they do? They get that daggone uh, defibrillator out. Yes, sir. And and they shock you back into existence, right? Because we are electrical and that pump, the the pump of that is that heart, right? So everything that we consume, like you say, it needs to be electrical. And I I struggle with that because everything I want is non-electrical. Thank you, brother. That's, 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 that's only the call of the call of the, um, the glucose itself. And you mentioned the brain when you have that brain fog. So it's not a natural glucose that's actually assimilating with the natural glucose that's in the brain. Remember, we're going back to carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen itself. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the glucose. That's the simple, simple sugar itself, right? So um, let's go to a protein. How is the protein actually conformed? Because this word here is actually thrown around so loose. It's thrown you talk, You're not talking about, you're talking about like my drinks, my whey protein, the stuff I be drinking? Whey protein, meat protein. <laughs> <laughs> this is all uh, stimulates abnormal growth hormones mm. and uh, not to go so deep into it, but we're looking at insulin like growth receptors. And this actually causes cancer mm. because that growth hormones, right? Say, so, can you just repeat what you just said again? So like kind of, cause I want to hear that again about how it creates, you said it cre- grows insulin receptors. Insulin like growth hormones along okay. the What it is is abnormal cell growth. Okay. Actually, cause the cells to actually grow, or pretty much the body to grow, pretty much the cells to definitely grow. It's a growth hormone. We yeah. actually talk about though. You mentioned the whey protein. So if we go into a whey protein, we we can look at a creatine itself. This is actually causes the bulk up matter. Right. And to bulk up. So think about it. How can an adult actually have so much bulk? by actually taking a chemical component itself mm, mm-hmm. has to increase an abnormal cell growth. Right. And abnormal cell growth will bring forth more tumors within the body itself, mm. which will actually start to cause cancer. This is the thing with your supplements, right? So we actually have cancer in the colon. Uh, for those that may take creatine, they may actually start dealing with uh, their back 
their back when you may begin to hurt, start dealing with issues with the kidneys. Kidneys, so yeah, yeah. Alone itself too, because it's actually dehydrating. Remember, we talk about what man actually produces and what God actually creates. Ooh. Man actually produced, man actually produced a monohydrate. Yeah. God actually created a phosphate. Right. So you take creatine or creatinine as far as that, you know, creatinine itself is just waste within the muscles. Mm-hmm. Think about this word creatine itself. And then look at the monohydrate. So what are we actually doing? We're actually taking water from the cells, but we're actually increasing the water intake, a massive water intake within the cells of the muscles, actually just increasing more waste. Right. Muscles. And that's the bulk of cause right. cancer. Create right. that size, right? Create that size. You yeah. see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same thing with the protein, the meat protein itself too. It actually causes abnormal cell growth. Mm-hmm. This is why you actually, one would feel full from the meat itself, or uh, one would say you look like you have some meat on your bones, or you're not big boned. Right, so right. You actually feel that. You're not big boned itself. The thing of it is, you're actually feeling a certain type of weight because we've actually been consuming a food that actually causes abnormal cell growth. Right. right. Even the milk itself, too, we go to dairy. You know, milk was only just consumed or created just to actually feed to that cow itself. So that cow, that baby, that cow can actually, uh, that calf can actually grow. At right. A it's not even made for us. It's not even made for human beings. Of course. That's, that, my wife always said that she's like, dude, milk ain't even made for, for humans. They made for little calves. Why the hell are we drinking it? Of course. And it is a chemical name itself, so long chemical name, but that vitamin D is actually not an organic source of a vitamin D that's within that milk itself. Mm-hmm. And that's another way that we're actually being uh, put into a place to where we're actually being miseducated, uh, misguided into what we think, what we think, because that's the only thing that we've been actually taught. And what can you do? at a specific age, right? You had a specific right. age. This is what's actually been given to the ones that came before me. So what can I do with just actually take this information? But I'm trying to capitalize off this information, but I can't change the world because everybody's utilizing the same information and we're just chasing our tails. Right. right? Obedience, just, obedience. Got to go to that form of obedience itself. Obedience, yeah. For sure, man. This is like, wow, like this is... um. You know, this is something that I can, you know, I don't know, like certain people I can just listen to, you know, and take the information. And then there's certain people I I, I, you, I feel like you're talking to it from a spiritual perspective, because there are people who deal with in the herbal world that still act like MDs. Of course. Right. There's still people in the herb, in my in my opinion, they still act like MDs. They still say, oh, yeah, go ahead and get this and get that. Right. But the way you break it down when it comes to. Like when the first question I asked was what we composed of, right? And you go straight to the spirit, right? Straight to the spirit. People, even, and what I want to say on the show is, folks, you don't have to be religious to understand what we're saying here, right? Like it's, 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 it's almost a scientific fact here that you know that you are comprised of things in the physical and you're comprised of things in the spiritual, right? They kind of go hand to hand, but while you're here on earth, you're going to have to definitely deal with the physical and you got to figure out how to maintain that spiritual at the same time. But here's the key, like you said, with obedience, knowing the spiritual, maintaining the spiritual, um, um, building the spiritual is what's going to help you to maintain and build the physical. Right. I don't think anybody's going to go against that. What I just said, um, so good, man. That's great. So I got a t- I got a, I got a question I want to ask you about something. We haven't touched it, and I know a lot of people are probably 
wondering about it or probably talked about it or or tested it out in their lives. I want what's your take on um so first I'll preface it with this like when we talk about fasting, right? Mm-hmm. Um um uh, I, I you know I'm a I'm a Muslim. So we fast um throughout the year but you know our holy month of fasting is during the month of Ramadan, right? And we don't consume anything, you know, from sunup to sundown. So for me, in my head, fasting is consumption of nothing, right? But then you say people, you know, I'm fasting, I'm drinking water. And for me, I just see it as like a water diet. If, you know, you're not really fasting, you just have a water diet, right? So for me, when I don't consume anything for those 18 hours or whatever, not even a piece of gum or water or coffee, anything, I feel like, and I'll let you talk about it, but for me, I'll give my perspective first then you go in, doc. But for me, man, within those you know, even within days or within that week, by the end of Ramadan, if I fasted properly, man, it feels like my body is brand new. Mm-hmm. Like every ache, everything that I've ever experienced, bro, is gone. Like I'm talking about inflammation, the aches, the pains. I got so much energy. And I want you to talk a little bit about one, fasting as a fad, like as a popular thing that people do. And then I want you to talk about fasting as like, its actual benefits and why you should do it, if that's something that you are into. Of course, fasting for me, for a client, for uh, any particular reason, this is what we go to the principle of restoration. The principle of restoration is actually becoming one. Now, now it's definitely going back to restoring what has actually been lost. Mm-hmm. You feel so good because there's energy. Right. That energy has actually been uh, not necessarily converted, but it's actually been restored. Remember first spiritually. So for me not to exact to bring in anything alone itself too, for me not to bring in anything, what you've done is you've actually increased the mental capacity. You see what I mean? Right. The mental capacity itself, because it takes a strong mind to fast. Yes, it does. Strong mind to fast and remember we can talk about uh, we talk about the capacity, and also to the uh, the reliability of the body itself. So, what is the body actually relying on? It's relying on a mental state, right? Because remember, we always say mental conversion. You know, there cannot be a physical transformation without the mental conversion itself. Right. The body can't go where the mind has never been. Exactly. Exactly. Remember, it's always a leader and I always talk about leadership itself. So you have to break down the fasting components as well too. It's actually going back to restoration because nothing is actually coming in. So if I continue to slow down on a lot of the waste that I'm bringing in, the waste that's already within, it can actually expel itself naturally. Mm-hmm. Remember, once we, even if we actually, uh, let's say we sprain our ankle, right? We sprain our ankle, you're going to see that ankle begin to swell. Right. In the form of inflammation. The body's trying to pull nutrition or nutrients from other parts of the body to actually address this particular area that's damaged. If there's a lack of nutrition within the body, the body's already polluted, what's going to happen? It's going to take a longer process right. for this actual sprain to heal itself. So what you're doing is once you begin to fast, you're not bringing anything in. And you're actually providing the body the opportunity itself to restore. Mm-hmm. Because remember, we're spirit. You see what I mean? Right, right. Jesus actually fasts for how long? 40 days. 
Exactly. So if I actually look at the father, how the father actually set his son up to actually bring the culture of heaven here on earth, mm. all you have to do is just follow the mandate. Right, when right. you can't follow the mandate, that won't change. That will never change. Mm-hmm. But when you're going into the fad fasting, one actually would just want to sell a product to you. Right. You push the product so you can actually fast on this end. There's so many different components that one actually has about the meaning of fasting. But true indeed is to bring that body back into its natural state. And that's healing alone. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, that's healing alone. Oh, yeah. And, and and that's the physical part of it, you know. But you know, for me, you know, you know, as, as a Muslim, like it's a spiritual thing first. The body is just the uh the benefit of it, right? Like going in from a from a spiritual perspective, it helps me way more that way. But then the what do you call it, the symptoms of fasting that way, I get way I get the other benefit, which is the body itself. And it kind of can, you know, they 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 work hand in hand without mm-hmm. a doubt, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that. It's so inter- interesting we talking about it because, you know, there are times when, you know, people, a lot of people can attest to this. There are times when you don't want to get up in the morning because you're sluggish, you're tired. Right. Our, our health actually affects our worship. Of course. 100%. Anybody that don't think that they lying, whether you're a Muslim or a Christian, or I'm going to use them two as the biggest ones, but it will affect our worship. Like, how you going to come home? <clears throat> you know, for me, of course, we have a, 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 a spiritual ritual practice of praying five times a day, right? That's just part of it. But there's more prayer throughout the day. But you have a discipline where you say, hey, dude, you got to do this. And I'm going to tell you, based on my health, there are many, many times where I know I can't eliminate the world. or I don't feel like I can eliminate the world and have the energy to actually get up and to go to my space to actually do the prayer. So our health does affect our worship. Whether we want to believe that or not, whether you go to church or the mosque, especially in the black community, right? Especially in the black community. What we do when we get off from church, how we grew up, right? Grandma already turned the red beans and rice on. The chicken already seasoned. You feel what I'm saying? So all she got to do is come back, throw that a good old uh, garbage ass white rice on there, right? (laughs) Throw that white rice down there, get them red beans and rice with the sausage in and everything else. And what we do after we eat. We sleep. We sleep. Right? We have no vitality. I'm saying this because I'm I'm in that, but I know what this is like. We have no vitality. So hence, if I'm a if I'm a Christian or a Muslim, let's say you're gonna go to Bible study that night, or I'm gonna go pray that night as a Muslim, then guess what? If I've slept and I'm tired, then now I can't worship. I can't I can't be obedient. It's hard for me to be obedient to get past that stage. So exactly. yeah, so that's it's, that's that's all good stuff, bro. <laughs> If I increase that vitality of death, that vitality of death itself, it's going to make it hard for you to actually go into that obedience stage itself mm-hmm. because you become complacency. And now I want to go back. Remember that starch in the beans, that sugar in the bean, that starch is actually going to convert into sugar along itself too. Right. So then again, we got to look at the gluten component. So that gluten component, that's actually a chemical that's pulling oxygen out of the blood itself. Mm. So you have so many levels that's actually hitting you, you know, and those are so many levels that's actually hitting you. And then again, too, let's go on back to the fasting itself. It gives you an opportunity to open up that window of communication with God, because along with that fasting, yes. yep. and that's where, you know, when you were saying as far as going into uh, the health spiritually itself, right? 
but it gives you that opportunity to open up. And once you begin to fast itself, everything begins to open up. Yeah. Now you have a direct, direct, right? right? So eating, eating itself, direct open door. This is eating itself. Mm -hmm. You think more eating is actually a place, Right. right? You can set yourself in that garden, but I'm actually within eating itself, that direct open door. So that's giving me direct communication, direct concept, contact mm-hmm. with my father itself. You see what I mean? It opens up. In that place of eating when you're actually fasting as well too. That's just taking it to another point, another way that you can actually look at the fast alone. Mm-hmm. If it's things that I'm trying to do, if it's things that I'm trying to accomplish, um, especially if I'm married alone itself too, one can't work without the other. Correct. So we have two parties, they come together and they actually will fast. And they open up and become so so much powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they, hmm? Go ahead. so the so the the and 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 also looking at a perspective of fasting is um and and a lot of us are guilty of this too. We we also consume things mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. right? That are not good for us. So you know, some people say, "Oh, I'm not you know I'm fasting. I'm not eating any food," but yet we are consumed with social media. We are consumed with drama. We're consumed with toxicity that's bad for our mental and our spirit. Like, so it's good. If you're going to do one, you have to do the other, right? Because even though you may not be eating food, you still not connecting with the creator because you can you still connected to Facebook, right? You still connected to Instagram. So you can't connect with the creator. Like there are mornings, man, I'll be fasting. I would, I would, I wouldn't even grab my phone. Mm-hmm. I leave the phone in the room, going to my prayer room, and I would be there for hours, right? Oh. Trying to detox away from that stuff. But guess what? We're addicted to that too, right? The dopamine, wow. when that little ding or that little light come up, I don't care who says that they ain't trapped by that stuff. It's it's real. You know what I mean? Right. So we have to also detox or not detox, but fast and, and yes, detox essentially away from the physical things. But we got to look at what's harmful to us every day from a spiritual and mental level, right? So if you're in a toxic relationship, right? Guess what that toxic relationship or that abusive relationship going to make you do? In our culture is usually you are going to end up gambling, doing drugs, alcohol, or food, right? That's where we're going to go to. So it has to be some kind of balance. I don't believe that the creator created this chaotic imbalance, right? And the only way to get to that balance is by obedience right so we all were i'm working through that right now bro like before you came on the air i just praying about it i say god if you asked me what i wanted today i would say health over anything Mm -hmm. right i would say health over anything but yet like you said how can i come and pray to god and still be violating by the end of the day that's powerful to me. Like, so I'm in, I'm like in a little therapy session, but now the world gets to hear it and see it. Right. But for me, that's huge. Like, how are you going to get up in the morning and pray the audacity of the human being to get up and pray and have this, this faith that they say they have, but then go and violate. And what you say on the end of that violation is death. And we, and some people going to take this the wrong way. We talking about health. Some people going to think we're trying to beat them over the head with the Bible or the Quran at the end of that violation is death. And it's just going to keep building up, building up. It's kind of like, you know what? I'll use a good example of that. The, you know, I just resigned from being a parole and probation officer, right? When you said the word violation, right? right? So we work with these people in the community all the time. And 
you know, there are times when they have violations of their probation, right? So they have violations of their probation. They may, you know, go to jail, have to do some kind of community service, right? So that that right. comes the 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 the, the first uh, what do you call it? Um, result, right? So that may be, oh, you know what? I got a pain in my back, right? right. Then eventually right. they just keep violating, violating, violating. Then they end up getting sent to prison. That's cool. the disease, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But luckily for them, inside of the jail or the prison or whatever, when they come some kind of way, we all find God and spirituality, but they, some of them actually rehabilitate themselves and come back out. And I think we have to do the same thing spiritually, right? We got to go in some kind of cave, some kind of, um, I don't know how it's going to happen, bro. I'm beyond with you, but we have to change our frequencies. And when I say frequencies, I literally mean frequency, like electrical frequency, sound frequency. Like we have to change it because when I'm at my optimum, I'm a lower weight. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm moving around more. I, I, in, you know, I'm more in tune to my prayer. My eyes right. are open. My head is so clear, bro. I can do everything. Like I feel great. And I still go to sleep at night and sleep well. Right. It may think it's like a natural energy. Uh, uh, what they call them monsters and, and rock stars. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like, but uh-huh. it feels cleaner. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so it's, it's a, you know, I get excited about it. And talking about it from a spiritual level because i know that we need it and we just got to be real with our community about this because all we ever hear from our grandparents aunties and uncles is yeah you know my doctor say mm-hmm. you know, my doctor say i gotta i gotta take my high blood pressure medicine we know you know this more than anybody that we've seen people get off these medications of course you've 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 facilitated a lot of that we've seen people get off of medications bro like completely in the one of the most healthiest phases there actually you talk about that now i'm gonna lead out i mean you talk about that in the facilitation of the the md world the medication especially in the black community and mm-hmm. and how it's affecting us and how one goes from that death to life um on that plane as far as like you you go ahead i don't even want to take your thunder with that but go ahead it's all protocol. It's all protocol in the uh, in the medical system. The world itself, the medical world, is the system itself. Uh, being a, no matter how many years you've been practicing, how many years you've been going to school, <clears throat> it all boils down to just writing prescriptions. Right. This actually makes the uh, the pharmaceutical companies that make the world go around. This is what actually keeps you coming back. Remember, you talked about the addiction, the addiction you're actually having sugar that's actually within the medication, along with other chemical components that will actually get you all to the brain, increase dopamine to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I can actually get the body to a level of acidity or an acidic state that's actually so high. The moment you come in and you actually bring forth uh, something that's gonna provide oxygen into it, it'll break them down and actually make you sick. So remember, you actually were talking about the, uh, when we go into fasting itself, what's actually connected to the body? You see what I'm saying? What's connected to the body? So I've actually increased that vitality of death. That vitality of death is not about to let you go because that's what it does. You right. see what I mean? It's inevitable. You continue to play with me. You continue to play with it. You continue to play with it. It actually increases so high. So it don't want to let you go, but it's the obedience, right? It's the determination. You have to be strong and will-minded. Remember, now this goes deep into the soul. Mind, will, and the emotions. The mind, will, and the emotions. The will is the will to do or the will not to do. You see what I'm saying? And then going into the medication form itself too. What is it within the medication? It's just the protocol. 
this is what I've actually known from times before me to take the medication because that's all that we have. That's all that we know, right? right? And the only thing that we can do is only what we've actually been taught. Right, so right. Somebody is actually teaching me something without actually having any uh, any information on pretty much who I am. And Absolutely. Now I'm you talking. Genetics. So the genetical facts of it is my body is more sensitive to a certain form of medication. And you mentioned something earlier too about what we focus on. So I really don't focus on the numbers, right? The numbers, that, that's not a big deal to me because remember we're dealing with uh, ethnomedicine alone itself too. We're going to genetics now, right? So I have to deal with this Afrocentric totally different than I deal with this Eurocentric. And I was going to ask, I was going to bring that up about culture and of course, science. go ahead, keep going. Go ahead. Everything, man, because you got to look at where you come from. And this is what's crippling us as well, too. We want to go to this place to where everybody is the same. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody is the same. But culture, we got to look at culture. And I spoke on an eat to, eat to live sick culture. You can put everybody in an eat to live sick culture. But at the same time that every person in that eat to live sick culture, you're going to actually give the same result. But then again, once the people of that particular culture understand where they come from, if I come from the tropics, my level of electricity is a lot higher. Right. I mean, my carbon content is a lot higher. You know, so we're looking at Afrocentric, that Afrocentric, as far as for me, I have 12 carbon clusters within my brain. Eurocentric only has two. I have 340 carbon clusters within my digestive system. Eurocentric only have 60. You see what I mean? Wow. I'm actually more sensitive to the medication and to the food wow. that's actually been presented to me. So that's why I have to know who I am, where I come from. Mm -hmm. I have to know who I am and where I come from. I can't get on the same line as actually anybody else because mm -hmm. I am highly exceptional. Do you actually know the importance of you? What's deep within this skin itself? Right. This skin, this carbon content, and we actually associate carbon with a uh, melanin with carbon alone. Right, correct. And they're actually trying to duplicate that now for, for the Eurocentric. Can't do can't duplicate it. Can't do it. The only way you're going to look like me is when you actually decease. Rest in peace. And I actually let you sit out for so long and you're actually going to actually turn to what it is that's already inside of you. You see right, what I mean? Right. So that carbon content, that's the darkest part of the body itself, mm -hmm. which actually is concentrated amongst you and I. Mm -hmm. If it's highly concentrated amongst you and I, then actually we give. We are the mothers of. We are the fathers of. Right. You know what I mean? Everything else. Everything else that was actually created. You see what I'm saying? For sure. We all speak a different language, but we only have one father, but that one father actually placed us in specifics. That's why our food has to be in the specifics. What's inside of us is definitely specifics. Mm -hmm. By me coming from the tropics, high levels of uh, electricity again, but also too, my vitamin D comes from the sun. 100%. Two hours, at least two hours, because of course my concentration of vitamin D, the sunlight actually hits my skin. My skin actually begins to regulate or activate right. vitamin mm -hmm. D already inherently within my system itself. But I can't do that 
if I go to Eurocentraland, if I go to Switzerland, if I go to France, because we're looking at the uh, sunlight, or pretty much it's a little bit, uh, not necessarily weaker, but you have less sunlight in Eurocentric areas. Reason being is because now we can actually go to a different form of food. It's all about genetics. Right. I cannot stand out and actually absorb that sun as my Afrocentric brother. Or sister. I, I totally follow you because, man, I'm in Portland, Oregon, man. And you know how the weather is out here. It is dingy, raining mm-hmm. and cloudy most of the time, a lot of the time. The summers are nice, but geez, wheeze, man. This is a hard place to be if you're talking about getting vitamin D. So people try to supplement that at some point. Of course, look at the people on pretty much where we are. We have different sections, different ethnic backgrounds, different ethnic groups. Where do we come from? See what I mean? Right. For this Western land alone itself, too, this is actually discovered. But then again, you get misinformation on that as well, too. Of course, of course. Everybody in a melting pot and actually have us thinking that we all are definitely the same itself. Right. And we're, we're really not. I mean, we come from the same creator, but we're definitely different. We got different languages and, you know, body colors and, and, and genetics. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing, man. Um, so what um, there was something that we kind of touched on a little bit. And we've been, man, we've been going good. I told I told you this. Go, I knew we were going to have some fun and it's going to be very enlightening. And I actually I want to invite you to do a part two. But before we we go, we, we kind of touched on something. Um, and we might talk about this more maybe in another in another show. You know, we talk about gut health. We kind of mentioned that a little bit, right? Our digestive system, which me personally, I think that is our actual brain. <laughs> In my opinion, I think that's like our actual brain. And if, if that's what my actual brain is, then I am stupid. You hear me? Uh, so I want to, I want you to talk a little bit about the importance of gut. I want you to really break this down to where the goats can get it for people. Because this, I think, and I've I've experienced this myself. I know what it's like to be healthy because of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So break down to the audience about, you know, talk to them a little bit about gut health in a way that it's more scientific and they understand it. Not just like, oh, you know, I put food in my stomach and it just comes out my, my anal cavity. You're right. Like talk to them a little bit about the, uh, the digestive system and why gut health is, um, should be optimal? Well, let's make the, uh, let's take the relationship of the, uh, the digestive system. Everything that you see is a derivative of the body itself, right? So let's look at the digestive system as the motor for the car, right? So I take all of my fluids and I drop it in a specific component, but everything actually passes through the right. motor. My hoses, definitely all of my hoses. My hoses actually, um, they take in maybe water, they may be taking in uh, the fluids, but definitely everything passes through the motor itself. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to keep the motor clean. You have to keep the oil clean itself. This is the point that actually breaks down. This is the processing factor. It breaks down and it distributes. You see what I mean? Once it breaks right. down and it distributes. So what it is that again, it's actually going into assimilation itself. We got two components, but those two components have so many different parts, large intestines, small intestines, right. large intestines, small intestines, right? Mm-hmm. So again, what actually makes the world go round within a digestive system and its actual fiber, nature itself? What actually becomes one with the system? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when that fiber is definitely uh, high level of fiber, natural fiber that's actually within the food itself too, 
Now it becomes, it actually operates and gets that dig digestive system, the muscles within the digestive system to definitely help to expel. Mm -hmm. Anything else that comes into the system <clears throat> that's not becoming one with you, it's going to damage the system. High levels of acidity. <clears throat> What's going to happen is a lot of people really don't uh, even know too when we talk about sodium, hydrogen, carbonate. So then again, you can actually take that back to carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen itself. Once you get to a specific point within the digestive system, sodium hydrogen carbonate, actually when food is expelled from the pyloric sphincter, right? This is actually going through the stomach, but this is the bottom stage of it, that pyloric sphincter right there at the bottom. And I know for sure, <clears throat> but I wanna actually uh, bring this up <clears throat> because this is where now your food, the body's actually trying to transform what's actually coming into it to an alkalizing state. Mm -hmm. That's why I always mention that alkalinity is not a diet itself. We look at inherited health. Health is already inherited, inherited or pretty much created inside of us. Right. So placed into this digestive system, this digestive system definitely has a principle that it has to be obedient to as well. Mm -hmm. Now, what actually keeps the health healthy is the principle of a mineral. You see what I'm saying? Right. So the principle of a mineral, the principle of fiber itself. So if it's lacking any of those forms, what begins to happen? We actually have what? Uh, the lining of the intestines. They become yep. deteriorated. Yep. Uh, what, what your doctors would call leaky gut. But what actually really happens is those colonic cells, they become sickly and they become weak. But once they become weak, due to the foods alone themselves too, due to the disease that it actually consumes. And remember too, if it's that meat that's coming into the system, the bacteria that's actually within the large intestines or in the gut, it's only gonna actually conform that meat to decay. So it can become expelled. Mm -hmm. But once it actually decay, once it decays, or as it's decaying itself, it's gonna convert into parasites. Right. Convert into excess bacteria that's not a part of the body itself. And so what happens is once those colonic cells become damaged and become weak, now we actually have these inorganic or pretty much foreign substances that'll get into the blood. Once they get into the bloodstream, they travel within the uh, central nervous system. And once they hit the central nervous system, they travel to the brain. And this is where now you get an effect from the digestive system itself. That digestive system is so important because not only does it actually receive, but it actually distributes. Wow. Remember too, uh, sugar, sugar is just a component that actually do it doesn't need to carry itself. Right. So think about that inorganic form of a sugar, it sits. The reason that it doesn't need to carry itself because it's already composed in the body itself. Look up uh, glucose and you just look at the simple sugar, just glucose itself right. already on the brain itself. So when you bring in all these concentrated forms, you bring on all these inorganic forms and you bring it right here into the mode itself. I'm going to distribute, but we may get to the point to where it supplements, right? So we talk about the uh, phosphate forms. What's going to assimilate within the body? If it's not a phosphate, it's, it's a citrate. And that citrate is inorganic. It's mm -hmm. not a calcium. Right. It's not a real form of potassium, right? But we take the supplement. We take the uh, multivitamins. What happens here is in the digestive system, it's going to clog up the digestive system because it's only going to convert into what it is. And it's just chalk. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you have a chalky system, a system that's actually clogged over chalk, we're thinking that we're actually taking a supplement of a vitamin that's right. actually giving our bodies vitality. But a vitamin is only a mineral itself. Right. We actually just set it up to whereas we can actually sell this product alone, specifically as a vitamin. If you go into any textbook, any health textbook, you're going to see so much information on a vitamin itself mm-hmm. rather than the mineral. But the right. mineral is the actual principle that actually keeps the health active and functional. Right. And a lot of people don't know the difference between vitamins and minerals. Some people think it's the same thing. Hence why sometimes you can pick up a bottle, it's going to say vitamins and minerals, right? Cool. Uh, I mean, there are supplements for it, trace minerals and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, the best minerals you can get is from the food, of course. Of course. I mean, that's the, that's the best minerals that you can get. But like you said, if your body's not able to absorb them, because like me, like I said, I've put my body in new neurological system through car wrecks every day. Mm-hmm. I don't observe nutrients very well because of it, you know, but I have seen very good long stretches of when all I'm eating is whole foods, right? right. I'm eating colorful things. I'm eating tasty things. I'm eating a lot of leafy greens, spinach, making, you know, little juice and stuff. And I, you know what I tell you, I'll tell you about a, a, a health scare that I had a couple of years ago where I was not feeling good. Like, you know, we talk about that computer, bro. Mm-hmm. My computer was in haywire. Like it was going haywire. And I literally mean I was, um, I had neuropathy. I was having some bad neuropathy and mm-hmm. I felt like, like I was kind of, I mean, they can't see me. You can, but I was kind of like having these, uh, like these shakes, you know what I mean? Right. And, there were times when I would stand there and just shake and I was, I would say, Hey, I want to take a step. And it's almost like my brain couldn't process to my feet. It was so weird. Right. So anyways, I was going through this bro. And long story short, uh, what ended up happening was um, when I started feeling like that, I started drinking. um, I started blending a lot of, you know, green spinach, Mm -hmm. vegetables, a little bit of fruit. And I started drinking it every day. Right now this is going, this is, this is important. It's going to be a little graphic, but I got to tell people this because Somebody else, I'm pretty sure, is on that journey. So when I start feeling like this, when it started getting really bad, I started drinking those juices every day, right? And I started eating super healthy. Well, one day, um, I had it so bad, I started massaging my belly, right? Mm-hmm. So I got over here to my lower colon, bro, and I hit it, and it, it was like somebody stabbed me, right? And I was like, ah, what is that? So that night, all I did was walk because mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep because the pain. Every five seconds, it was like somebody was trying to come out of there. Anyways, the next morning, I end up having a bowel movement, right? Mm-hmm. Bowel movement came out. Everything was cool. So I said, let me, exa-, you know, I looked at the bowel movement and I saw that the bowel movement was very um, leafy and grain. You know, it, was, it looked great. You know, it was beautiful. I kid you not. So y'all better be ready for what I'm about to say. I felt like it was a guy talking to me. He said, examine your bowel movement, right? So I said, hey, something in my head, you need to do this right now. Because it was too pretty. It was too good to be true. Well, got my little gloves, man. Bro, when I when I opened that bowel movement up and what I seen what was in it, like cool. it was coated great with all the things I had been eating that recent, right? But when I went in there, bro, I was, when I say I was scared, I was scared. There were cool. sediments. There was dark matter. And it was so hard. It was like a rock, bro. I, I tinged it against the, the toilet, inside of the toilet. That's how hard it was. When I seen that, I was like, where on earth did this come from? 
right? But I knew that was like years and years and just horrible eating and all that stuff. But I say that to say this is that we can't, I couldn't observe minerals. I couldn't get healthy because of that. And I guess what happened after that, bro? What's that? When that happened, the energy went through the roof. My energy went through the roof for months, bro. Like I'm talking about like, like I was able to read, you know, you have, sometimes you're reading and you just fall asleep. I ain't never fall asleep. Right. I was hiking. I was doing things and I started eating more healthy and I felt great. So I'm saying that on this show and I actually, you know, I want to talk more about it on the next one. Your gut health is your vitality. It's like, it's like the pathway to your whole entire health system, I believe. Right. Because if it ain't right, you're going to be crampy. You're going to be you know, it's going to affect your mood. You know what I mean? A lot of people who are depressed, you even see studies that people talk about people's mental health now, even to the, to some of the more extreme diagnosis of schizophrenia, you know, our people are studying that like your gut, man. I know for a fact when I, when my gut is acting crazy, I get moody, I get tired. I get these little forms of depression. Right. And it's like, how? but when I'm on point, man, there's like nothing that can stop me. I feel like I feel like all of my matter is part of all the other unseen matter that ain't even there. Right. Like this morning I was just meditating, saying to myself, I'm really not my body, but my body is a part of all of this. Right. And it helps me. So I wanted to share that with the audience because don't be fooled. Your health is so important. Your gut health is so important. And um, everything about what I'm going to call him Dr. Allen today, everything that he's talking about today is so important. Um, you know, brother, I love, and we're running out of time, but we're going to have you back on the show. Okay. I love everything this brother is saying about health, but most of all, if you just tuning in, I hope you go back and read or watch this and, or uh, listen to it on the podcast. Everything that he's saying, we started from the very beginning and it was, I love what you're saying about the spirituality of the vitality of your health, right? Like that is important. And I think we are leaving that out as Americans, as citizens, as humans in the world. Um, You've taught me so much. You know, I've heard this stuff before. I've learned it, but I like hearing other perspectives about it. And I love that you bring the spirit. Me and my wife had these conversations all the time. She dabs in the herbs and stuff too. So I appreciate what you're doing. And I think more people, especially in our community, need to hear what you are saying, bro. And um, before we get out of here, if you can give anybody... The, the 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 best piece of advice for today because you're gonna have a lot of it but give them one piece of advice right now for today what can they do today to help themselves for tomorrow love yourself plain and simple True. because what you do today it prepares you for the next day everything you put into your body today is going to prepare you for tomorrow itself think about the delayed response. Some think that maybe, well, I eat today and I go to the bathroom and expel today. So everything is running clean through me, which is really not. This is what's been in the, in the system for hours. Mm -hmm. What you experience as well, you're holding, you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you actually bring in love, love is universal. Love is open itself, but you actually have to receive it within your heart. Right. Mm -hmm. So think about the mind itself. And when I talk about the heart, I talk about the mind, you know, not going into feeding um, or pretty much feeding yourself, but going to love, feed that love itself, going to that realm of just looking at what's around you, understand who you are, 
and what it is that your purpose is on earth here. So whatever that it is that you're holding is not for you, it's for the others that's around you. So when you understand that everything is for the others that's around you, you will begin to actually bring love into what it is that you do mm-hmm. and understand who you are. And remember everything you do today is in preparation for yourself for tomorrow itself. And that's the only way that I can actually bring it in with love because we've actually been told so many things. A lot of people talking and they, they make these words sound so good. They actually bait you in and they like to bait you in and actually build you up. I don't want the applause. I don't want the standing ovation just because it sounds good. I want you to dig into what it is and who you are, what's inside of you. And knowing that you are your doctor, you are the one that can actually take yes. control, take, yes. take, take care of yourself because yes. God put so much inside of you. Even the wealth of the world is actually within you. You just actually know where you came from and who you are and actually yes. give that love rather than actually receiving all the time. You have to give it. <clears throat> and it's just like for me, I can do this all day because if it's just one person that's going to catch something, mm-hmm. that's fulfillment to me, brother, man. For that's, sure. that's major fulfillment to me. For sure. Of course. But- well, thank you, man. It's been thank you. a great pleasure to have you here on the Soul Dope Podcast. I'm always trying to do some things to keep people enlightened. Um, I do have my monologues, but I do like to bring people on to the show. Uh, I would love to have you back uh, hey. talking about some more specific hey. topics. Um, but 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 I want the people that are listening across the world, um, especially the country, uh, where can they find you? How can they contact you? What can, you know, with social media platforms or websites, email, um, where, where can they find you? Uh, for the email, well, the website, of course, is uh, www.herbal, H-E-R-B-A-L, Genesis, G-E-N-I-S-I-S.com. That's www.herbal, H-E-R-B-A-L, Genesis, G-E-N-I-S-I-S.com. You can actually uh, contact me via office. The office number is uh, 305-417-9016. That's uh, 305-417-9016. And you can actually catch me on uh, Facebook, of course, uh, J. Allen Sr., J-A-Y-A-L-L-E-N Sr., um, you can also go to the uh, the Herbal Genesis, of course, Herbal Genesis Consulting and Products on Facebook as well. And uh, also to Instagram, if you want to leave a message on there Instagram. You it's uh, A-Y Allen, J-A-Y, J Allen Senior underscore, J-A-Y, A-L-L-E-N Senior underscore. Cool. And then I'm going to, uh, for the, all my audience that's listening to the Soul Dope podcast, uh, when you go, you know, you catch this on Spotify or uh, Apple podcast, you, I'll put his information into the description of this show. Um, this has been great. I'm so excited about it. I wish we had more time. Um, you know, I got some other things I got to do today, but uh, we are definitely, most definitely, definitely coming back. Um, you know, I may even uh, put together a panel, you know, where you can Absolutely. be on a panel with other people. You guys can have this conversation. I love to give some value to people. Um, so if you can take that information, y'all go and see him. His name is Jay Allen Sr., the 
herbal pathologist. This man is very knowledgeable. He's, uh, you know, he has a lot of great things going on. Um, he breaks it down. I love that he's a spiritual man, a God-fearing man, and he knows what he's talking about. So thank you, brother, for being on the show. And I want to thank everybody across the world for listening to the So Dope Podcast. Uh, y'all have a blessed week. Enjoy the holiday and stay safe. Peace. Thank you, my brother.